boom happy december everybody uh december 1st um and episode 118 uh i am joined by former combate america's bantamweight champion and current ufc bantamweight champion who now has a win in the ufc and without further ado i'm happy to have him on here he is hey man how you doing how's it going a little, uh, I had a little bit tough technical difficulties getting you on there, but uh, but you're here. How's it going? Doing good, man. How uh, how are things there with the, with the pandemic? I'm up in Canada, so here everything's on lockdown. Gyms just closed, so back at standstill. So so what are things like there? Uh, things are still somewhat normal here in Las Vegas. Uh, same thing. Everybody got to wear their masks, stuff like that. Be precautious. But as far as we know, business businesses are still open. So. People just, you know, taking care of themselves, making sure they're okay. Uh, I guess because of the holidays, all the cases went up and stuff, so everybody's more worried. But as far as we know, things are gonna be okay for now. I already got it. I caught the COVID. I got COVID um, like two, three weeks before my fight, my recent fight. So I'm through it. So I'm not worried that much anymore. I was gonna ask about that. Um, so you, t- you had it three weeks before and the last week you managed to, to kind of fight it off. But was there, was there a point where you were like, man, I can't, I can't fight with this. Like it's, it just. I couldn't fight the two days I was sick. So, the, so I think it was on the 14th, like something like that. It was, it was on a Monday. I felt sick, went to go get tested, got tested positive. And then that day, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I was like in my bed, couldn't move. Like definitely, if if that week was the fight, it would have been hard. But I literally just stayed in bed for two days, and after the by Wednesday afternoon, Thursday, I felt great. Um, because of the whole COVID rules, I had to be quarantined for fourteen days for two weeks, and just went through it. And then after after those two weeks, fight week started. So I got through fight week, and then we fought. Yeah, I mean, it, I think for you it would have been a lot different than, than a lot of people because you, you made a huge sacrifice coming to the UFC to begin with. Then you got there, you had a loss. So back-to-back losses in a UFC debut would have been extremely crucial. Um, so did at, when you were sick, was there a point where you're like, man, there's a lot at stake here, there's a lot, a lot riding on this. Was there any hesitation there at all to, to maybe like, you know what, I let's, let's hold this off. Let, let's fight at a later date. No, not at all. Uh, we trained so hard since the morale fight to get ready for this one, so we were going to fight. We knew, uh, luckily, it hap- when it did happen, it was three weeks out before the fight, so I was like, if I, you know, I got to get through it. I was stuck at home for those two weeks and just kind of just went, went on runs, ate really healthy, kept my weight down, you know, because I couldn't go really go anywhere those two weeks that you're in quarantine. So I just stayed at home, ran around, didn't do no pads, didn't grapple at all. And just five weeks started, I had to go get tested on that Friday to make sure I was okay. And that test came out came out positive, too, the week of the fight. So we're like, damn, fight's over. We're, I think, it was, yeah, it was Christmas. I mean, uh, Halloween, I'm like stuck at home thinking I'm going to fight next week, and I wasn't sure. Mon- uh, luckily, the doctor hit us up and was like, hey, uh, you, should, you shouldn't be positive anymore. It's been 14 days. Go ahead and get retested on Monday, and you should, you know, everything should be fine. So we're waiting till Monday, and then that weekend we heard that my opponent at the time, uh, Carlos, got t- tested positive for COVID, so he was completely out. So I'm like, oh goodness, 
I got he got COVID. I possibly have COVID. What's gonna happen? Monday Monday hits. We go get tested and just wait it out and I'll keep my weight down. Woke up in the morning on Tuesday and just woke up and went for a run like normal. Like you know, I'm like I'm like I'm in my head. I'm like I'm gonna be negative. I'm gonna get my weight down. Be ready. I'm running around eight in the morning and I get a call from the UFC like, hey, your test came your test came out negative. You're good to go. And then that day. They're like, okay, we're gonna look for an opponent. They found Anthony Burchek as a replacement. We just said all right and just took the fight. How does it feel to? Uh, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, getting the call to the UFC, competing for the UFC is great, but it doesn't really feel like you're part of the UFC until you get that W. Do, yeah. do you agree with that? I do. I really do. Uh, that win was uh, was it meant so much. You know, uh, to be to be in the UFC, and I know I was, I know I'm always good enough, but to actually win fights in the UFC, it's super hard. Everybody is talented. You know, yeah. uh, people say I made that, I made that fight look easy. Like that guy's not an easy fight for anybody. Mm-hmm. Anthony Burchick is coming off of a four or five win streak, all first round finishes, amazing black belt. Uh, he under he actually the same coach that I'm have a coach uh, coach Casey used, gave him his black belt so it was my coach gave him his black belt so it was like I know he was legit and then because of because I was fighting um, Berchek my coach had to step out and not corner me so I was left out with one of my coaches and then just picked up two of my friends like hey I need you to <laughs> I need you to come corner me and we just went in there and just had a fun had a fun time and got the IW. Is it uh, obviously he's a friend of yours, someone you know well? I mean, there's probably pros and cons to that too. Like pros is I'm fighting someone I'm familiar with. Cons is a guy I like, you know. Um, so, so when you got the news that you were fighting Anthony, uh, how did you take that? Uh, I I was trying to make sure, like, is that like, was that was the only option? Is there others? They're like, and they're told me like, yes, at this short notice, this is the best bet that we can make the fight, and or we're not gonna have no fight. And I'm like. I'm trying to make some money. I'm trying to, you know, keep fighting, get that W. So I told my manager, yes, I called, I actually called Virchek and told him like, Hey man, no hard feelings. We'll have a beer after. And he was, you know, he was ecstatic. He was happy about it. He wasn't like, he knew I could have said no about the fight. And that's could have been his, you know, I could have been his one last chance to get in and maybe didn't take it because I said no, but I, I kind of knew that because when I, first got the call like I would have fought anybody to get in and anytime those people could be like no Gustavo was too much of a too dangerous of a fight let's not take that fight let's take another you know simple something like that but Marab gave me the chance to get into the UFC fall my heart out on a 20-hour notice and then you know I wanted to give uh, Burchek the opportunity to get back in the UFC but just because I let him you know I gave him the fight wasn't going to be an easy one I, I was going to throw hard like People that saw that fight couldn't tell, couldn't they say like oh they're friends it didn't show I was yeah. swinging I was swinging I was trying to finish get in, to get a finish and he was too you know uh, didn't seem that he hit me at all but he actually hit, hit me a couple times so yeah we're swinging so it is what it is uh, I, I it's funny afterwards I ended up going to Tucson to go watch a football game the NSC uh, uh, SC versus Arizona State, and I was there for for the for the day, and I stopped at his at his gym and brought him a six pack. Like, hey man, let's have that beer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a, that's hilarious. 
Um, I want to talk a little bit about afterwards because afterwards you went and spent time with your with your family. Um, you went and saw your niece. So what was it like to spend some time, you know, doing family related things, family oriented stuff? Truly amazing, man. Um, I've had had the opportunity to be able to go back um, and do stuff like that. So the the fact that I was able to go and enjoy myself and kind of take care and spoil all my nieces and stuff, it was truly amazing. Very very amazing uh, weekend. Literally a couple of days, four days. Brought my camera out there, took a lot of shots, and just enjoyed, you know, being with people that, you know, that look up to me, that are proud of me, and just have my back 100%. Yeah, it's it's hard because, like, I, I come from a, a Spanish background. My, my parents are from Spain, and I can imagine they'd support me no matter what I do. But if I came out to them and said, you know what, I want to be a cage fighter, I don't know how they'd take that. So so what was it first like coming out and just saying, you know what, I want to fight in, in a cage. I, 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 want, I want to beat some guys up. I don't think I told him the first time. I think it just, I kind, of, it kind of just took the fight and just kept going. And then they later on they found out what I did and, you know, been fully supportive from the beginning. You know, yeah, I think that's mom, my mom is hard to watch it sometimes, but other than that, she'll you know she'll be there to support me. I think it, I think it's hard to uh, to to kind of relate. Um, so if you had a message to parents or, or anybody who's going to have kids, like what would the message be about kids who, who want to get in martial arts, whether that be MMA or karate or whatever it happens to be? Uh, just actually just let your kid do what he, do what he wants. You know, if he enjoys it, if he, you know, if, you know, if jujitsu or MMA brings the happiness, let him do it. It could be anything. Uh, there's some parents that I know that force their kids to do sports and the kid hates it. You know, but if the kid wants to do it, let him let him have a good time. You know, let him learn. He's young. He's gonna figure it out. He's gonna he's gonna be really good, or he's gonna find out that this is probably not what I want to do, and he'll decide to do something else. But if you stop him from like actually going out and figuring it out, the kid's gonna be you know very resentful. Like, oh, I could have could have been a badass fighter, but my mom didn't let me, or something like that. But if you let the kid just enjoy themselves and have a good time and learn from it, martial arts brings so much to. Uh, to fighters and to people and just it's a a way to express yourself is not it's not only a you know an outlet to for your anger like i'm one happy dude and i'm smiling in the fights and i'm enjoying myself because i love the process i love learning and getting better and a lot of kids i think need that need something that they can put their outlet in for sure. I mean, I, I think that's one of the things I notice a lot about fighters is a lot of people think that they're angry or aggressive or, or whatever. And it, it almost seems like the opposite. You know, the, the more I get to talk to people and the more I get to, to, to meet them, they're all happy, uh, exciting. Guys like you, guys like Randy Costa, they, they always have that uh, positive energy, which is really, really nice to see. And I think that can go a long way. And, you know, this is what MMA can do for you. And it really does create a family-like environment. Thank you. Yeah, I really think it does. It just, I, I'm happy with it. I, I'm living a lifestyle that I enjoy. I wake up every morning happy and grateful for the opportunities that I have, you know, and then now doing well, I'm able to help out other people. There's things I want to do. I want to do a bunch of fundraisers. I want to uh, just help the, here in Las Vegas, a turkey drive. They got all these companies to donate over a hundred some turkeys that we gave to families. And then there's a tour drive later in December that we're gonna help out. But I was thinking, like, I would love to do something like that in my hometown, being able to get business together and get my own funds together, and kind of just give, give, you know, give back to the community that you know always supported me. 
I think that's uh, I think that's great. Um, and I, you know, I think we all want to be able to do that. So it's great that you're using your platform to to do to do things like that, do things uh, that are good. I want to talk a little bit about about Vegas. I mean, you're you're at the probably the nicest facility for MMA in in the world. So kind of talk a little bit about the PI and and what's that like. The PI is by far the best thing I've ever I've ever seen. Uh, uh, what's his name? Adesanya was taught, saying that he it was a uh, it's kind of like the X fact the from the X X Men that building that they all go in and they learn how to do all, all the skills. It's yeah. like that. They go in and there's doctors and physical therapists and strength conditioning and nutritionists and you name it, they have it. Like the only thing you have to worry about is your is your MMA workouts, your coaches and your sparring, but they take care of everything else. Strength conditioning, again, nutrition, physical therapy, anything's hurt, they fix you up, they make sure you eat well, make sure you have the right vitamins in your body. And then they make sure and they all work together to build, you know, build a perfect machine and a perfect athlete. So I'm hundred percent grateful for everybody at the PI. Bo's one of my strength conditioning coach. Yeah. Um Tara is uh, one of the physical therapists at at the PI that I've been working with, she's truly amazing. Always taking care of me. It's just by far one of the best facilities with the best best staff and the best people out there. I want to talk a little bit about another gym that you've been training a lot at, and uh, I know a lot of those guys uh, well, and Justin James and, and Eric Nixick. What's it like working at Extreme Couture? Amazing, man. It's uh, to the moment I moved to Vegas is the gym I I got to and I never left. Um, for me, I don't feel no reason to leave. They have everything I need, amazing teammates, great facility, great coaches. Um, I also train at 10 Planet. I also train with my coach, Coach Giff. There's never been a, uh, an issue of like, oh, you can't train over there. You can't do, you can't train with them. You got to train only with us. It's the way our gym works is just, you know, come, come get what you need. You know, if you get everything here, cool. But if you need something else, go out there and, you know, whatever works better for yourself. So I love that Extreme Couture is such a opening gym, uh, open gym that lets people learn when, when they need to learn. And then if they want to find something else, go, you know, it's not a big deal for us. I think uh, there's so much, so many fighters out there. Like we're, there's no reason to be like uh, upset if you go to a different gym, you know, there's never been an issue here. So Eric Nixon runs an amazing gym. So he's an amazing guy. I want to talk about. Uh, I I couldn't go without asking about this. It was probably, I guess, one of the biggest things in the news of MMA was when you decided I'm going to fight for the UFC. There was so much controversy there with Kambache and the UFC. It was almost like a a little tug of war. Um, so I guess, obviously, I'm sure you had a great time uh, in Kambache. You you won the belt there. What went behind the decision to say, you know what, like it's time to to take that next step, go to the UFC because you had the belt. I mean, you were a champion. It's a huge sacrifice to make. You know, you were at the top of the totem pole and now you're had to start from the bottom. So what was, what went uh, behind that decision to say, you know what, I'm making the leap. It wasn't that hard of a decision. Um, the UFC is the Mecca of sports. If you fight, if you, if you train in May, the whole goal is to be in the UFC, you know, it's to be in, you know, if you're a football player, it's to be in NFL, basketball, player, you know, NBA. It's, it's, you want to be to the mecca sport of all of it. Then there's other leagues, of course, but it's nothing compared to the UFC. 
Um, if you talk to, if you talk about, if you literally say, oh, I, you know, some people come up to you and they're like, oh, you, you, you train UFC? It's like, they don't, under, like a lot of people don't understand that it's, it's the co- name of the company, not the, the sport. And there's people yeah. believe that the UFC is the sport that we do. That's how big they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard when you go to places like, oh, I fight, I, you know, I'm the champion, uh, champion with Combat Americas. And they're like, what is that? You know? Same, same thing with Bellator, same thing with all the other ones. It's they're big, they're big if you know about them. Combate is treating me amazing. Campbell was an amazing owner, treating me amazing too. It's just at the last, at the end uh, with Combate, I, I fought, I defended my title, and then I was, I, they didn't do anything with me. I wasn't sure when I was going to fight again, what was going on. The opportunity to get into the, U, the UFC came up. And I jumped on it right away. There was, yep. a, yeah, and there was uh, issues of me still being contracted under the under the combate uh, because uh, they had like a fighters clause yep. about it. Like my contract, all my fights were over, but they they had like a match a matching clause. If someone else wanted me, they could match and they could keep me. Uh, a lot, a lot of people spoke up and was like, "Hey, man, you can't stop this guy from achieving his dream and being the best in the world." And to be in the best world, I feel the best fighters are in the UFC. Not saying there's bad fighters everywhere else. There are amazing fighters everywhere, but the UFC majority has the best fighters here. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I think Kumbache still hasn't had an event since. So, I mean, it just shows that you did make the right move. You, you've had two fights. You fought a guy who a lot of people think could be champion in your debut, and you did extremely well uh, considering everything that was going on. What was the biggest lesson from that, from that loss? Ah. <sighs> I just learned some things I needed to work on, uh, more head movement, more footwork, more stuff like that, being more patient. I didn't really took it as a loss, took it as an experience, you know, learn from it and just move on. You know, uh, Marab actually showed up at my gym a couple of weeks later and we just, we trained at the gym, you know, no hard feelings at all. Uh, it's a business. Uh, we're here to make money and we're prize fighters. So the people that don't like each other, there's going to be that. But other than that, I'm here to have a good time. I think that's the uh, I think that's a good mentality to have. I'm gonna ask you one last question, and then I'll uh, and then I'll let you go. I know you have some training to do. So, um, big title fight coming up between uh, Figueroa and uh, Brandon Moreno. Obviously, they had a very impressive. They both won their last fight very impressively. If you had to pick, who do you think is winning it? Brandon. Uh, the guy is work hard worker. Actually, helped him. Uh, was at the house, I think. When uh, he was when, uh, the, when he was on the Ultimate Fighter, he trained a lot of extreme couture. Went back to Mexico, came back, drilled a little bit here. I truly love Brandon. He's so amazing, so hardworking, and his grappling looks amazing. Great striking. Figueroa has that power, but I got money on Maraba, Marab, yeah, on Brandon. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a lot. Uh, it's going to be the most exciting title fight we've had at 125 uh, in a long time. They're both fast. Brandon looks incredible, more incredible every time he fights. Yes. And Figueroa, I mean, obviously, what he's been doing at 125 is is incredible. He, yeah, he's truly, he's truly a great fighter for sure. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously, I saw some news uh, on your Instagram. I'm sure you can't go into into a whole lot of detail, but for people who haven't seen your fights, what can they expect next time out? <sighs> High pace, in your face, taking people down, taking pretty much taking people's souls away and just, you know, getting those finishes. 
And uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pester. There is a fight, so um, just keep your eyes peeled for anyone who's watching. He does have a fight, and it uh, I'm sure it'll be out soon. Is there anyone you want to? Uh, is there anyone you want to shout out or any sponsors you want to plug before we uh, before we end this? Uh, first of all, Rockwell, amazing guy, and then uh, Rubystein, uh, amazing people that have been supporting me since the beginning, and just uh. Extreme Couture, everybody, everybody back there is just my family, so I'm excited to just stay here and help people out and get better and then get ready for my fight. All right, man. Thank you very much for the time, and uh, I can't wait to watch you back out there. Thank you. Take care. All right, man. Stay safe. And there you have it. Gustavo Lopez, 135-pounder uh, in the UFC. Very, very impressed uh, with his performance in his debut against Murad Dvalishvili, who uh, a lot of people have potentially being champion there at 135. He obviously rebounded from that loss with a huge win over Anthony Burchak back on November 7th. Um, and he's got another fight. It's not out yet, so keep your eyes peeled. And, uh, man, if you haven't yet, this is the last day I'm going to rock this. So be sure to, uh, to donate, and uh, I'll see you guys next time.